0: Head on over to Patreon at Lorehammer Listener Lore and check out all the cool ways to get involved and support the show. Enjoy Hello and welcome to another episode of Lorehammer Listen War, the 40k podcast where you get to write the script. Hey everybody, I'm your host Mark and we got a guest today, as per usual. Uh, Jack, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, it's great to be back. My yeah, nipples it... were getting very soft during that long hiatus.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's been a minute. Um, yeah, so we got our <laughs> nipple cream ready as is tradition.
1: Unfortunately, no Slaanesh stories today.
0: I don't need them. I just need 40K. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Man, I've just been, like, riding this 40K high, right, like, recently. It's been so nice getting back into it, reading 40K short stories. I've been green stuffing miniatures and stuff. I've just been riding it.
1: I've got I've got a little pile of shame I need to get on top of sometime soon so
0: uh. you couldn't even be bothered to put on a shirt for this episode so it's like your pile of shame I, I really couldn't yeah the last thing on our I mean
1: I didn't want to chafe the nipples they're getting very hard talking <laughs> about 40k again.
0: cool so <laughs> we got a story that you've written um this one's going to be interesting in how we're going to share it uh it's called lord and master and you've written a huge novella uh, you sent me this how many pages 59 page document and it was labeled part 1 yeah. <laughs> so no no
1: it's it's broken up into uh, multiple parts in the document so
0: mm, okay 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 so but either way um i know i've gotten some really long short stories like this and We're going to try a new way to record it. We're going to record a little teaser between the two of us and we're going to share and hopefully get, you know, everyone sucked in. And then, uh, you know, we're going to release one long episode with just this. And, uh, hopefully this will be the best way instead of breaking it up into many parts where you can just get the full story instead of waiting months to get little snippets. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, we're just going to try to tease your little 40 K senses.
1: I thought you were going to say something other than senses, but okay.
0: Nipples. We said it, okay? It's 40k nipples. <laughs> um, yeah, so do you want to start and or maybe give us a little teaser or what do you want to share about this before we get into it?
1: Yeah, so I've actually so this is a continuation of a couple of pieces of lore that I think have already been on listener lore already. Um, if you haven't listened to it, uh, go back and listen to the Smiling Lord. Uh, this is a direct kind of sequel to that, and it also incorporates um, uh, my Space Marine chapter lore, uh, which is The Dark Suns as well, so cool. um, probably not as necessary to listen to that, but definitely The Smiling Lord um, really kind of sets
0: this whole thing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh, fucking even without listening to this need like go listen to those ones anyways you're a great writer i really like your dialogue and the character development and even you know of course the descriptive words are always fun to to say (laughs) Uh, yeah i i'm excited to see this so we get your two chapters kind or your two uh your two love interests mingling here Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. nice Uh, and it's very much um quote-unquote friendship is magic
0: <laughs> oh yes fantastic
1: or uh, as i like to call it extortion is magic
0: ah there it is okay okay
1: i like it wow. let's be honest lore accurate space marines are not going to want to work with necron unless
0: you're <laughs> unless you got their nuts to the fire in which case maybe maybe yeah gene seed to the fire come on this is a family-friendly show <laughs> and lore friendly gene wow. seed <laughs> Okay, uh, let's get into this story. Lord and Master by Jack. Uh, Warhammer 40k novella, part one. The heavy striking of a spike on Akmotech's war scythe reverberated and echoed down a long, ornate hallway. He had just entered from the teleportation bay at the far end. It was a narrow hallway. Its walls covered the Necron hieroglyphs in Necron Hieroglyphs telling of a great history of Akhmotep's dynasty. Every 10 meters, a sconce protruded from the floor, illuminating the text with greenish white light. The ceiling was nearly out of sight, towering above the hallway at least half a mile away. All in all, it was a testament to the craftsmanship and skill of the Necron race. The tomb complex that served as the capital of the crown world, the crown world, covered the breadth of a normal imperial hive city, and this hallway was near its core. It was a long walk, nearly a mile, but it was enjoyable for him. Before he, was, he had been gifted this metal form by the silent king and the treacherous Satan, Akmotep had required a retinue to carry him on a palanquin. How do you say that word? Palanquin. Palanquin, yeah, yeah. I always yeah okay cool 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 since even the (laughs) short walk to his throne room had been extremely painful now he could stroll at a leisurely pace contemplating the past and planning for the future while he enjoyed the interaction with others these few minutes of solitude on his way to the rule were welcome respite at times against the often dreary and monotonous court life of the necron not that court life was boring or unenjoyable but it was a nice break. Uh, it was nice to break things up once in a while. Oh, boy. As he drew nearer As, to the throne... Okay. Sorry, I'm, I got lost. <laughs> you can read you want. You're going <laughs> to deliver it better to me. Do it. Do it. All right, fine. <clears throat> As he drew nearer to
1: the throne room, he saw the outline of a figure waiting for him by one of the walls. He did not break stride. Necron merely fell into perfect step with him. When the, fir- when the first part of the hallway was a silent part of contemplation, this was preparation for what awaited him beyond, for what awaited him upon his return to the dynasty. Welcome home, Pharon akhmotep ran Nemasaur Sinkasa, warbled out in her high-pitched voice. She stood nearly as tall as akhmotep but possessed a slightly thinner build. She had been one of the few female Necron tier to hold a great amount of power prior to the biotransference. Rumors from that time had spoken of her beauty, which she had used to great effect to secure a favored position in Hetsep's court. Now that beauty and femininity was gone, replaced with the immortal frame of living metal, the only evidence of her female identity was the higher-pitched voice. Many Necron lords had tried to usurp Akumatep's rule since he had absorbed the Rin Dynasty and seized control of a massive Necron army. Nearly all of them had been pathetic attempts at power, and they were all quashed and the lords demoted and punished severely. Sinkasa had been the one lord crafty and smart enough to actually make some trouble for Akhmotep. He had figured out her plans early on, though, through his unimaginably keen instincts and ears for court politics, but it had taken a great amount of dealing and maneuvering to properly avoid the pitfalls she had created for him. He had navigated them smoothly, though, even turning them on their head and giving him an even tighter grip on control of the dynasty. She had failed, but he admired her tenacity. He promoted her to the position of Grand nemesor making her the second most powerful Necron overlord in the dynasty, answerable only to him. She had kept a watchful eye over the dynasty while he had been gone for the past few months. How was the gathering with the Silent King? She asked as they walked together. Akwantep huffed, or let out a noise akin to a huff through his voice modulator. Enlightening and yet unproductive at the same time, he answered. Many of the overlords invited spurned the Gathering and Cesaric. And even many who came voiced open defiance to the Triarch. Without the command code, Cesaric has lost a great deal of influence among the dynasties. However, there are many that still support him. He commands vast forces across the galaxy, and his will and personality are hard to resist for long. I suspect him, of treachery, do not openly voice any dissent, but I believe he wants the crown of the Necron for himself. However, many dynasties still pledge their allegiance to the Silent King, including myself. So there is someone you are willing to be subordinate to, Sinkasa said. Akwentab offered her a quick, sidelong glance. I will happily serve the ruler of our race, come fair or foul. He is the reason why I have immortality. I know he thinks it cost us dear, but we will never fall like we did before the biotransference. Furthermore, we are united in goals. One of the few things that nearly every royal representative there agreed upon was the threat that the Tyranids posed to the long-term health of the galaxy. The lower races might need to be culled a little bit to be subordinate to us, like they should, but there is no need to wipe them out entirely. They have been a nuisance, but the Tyranids are almost never in this area of the galaxy. Does the Silent King expect us to leave our empire and supply warriors to his cause? Sinkasa asked. No, not yet at least, he replied. The gathering ended quite indecisively. Not much was agreed upon. You spoke to Imhotek? Not directly. I saw him. The Sautek are dealing with some small high fleets right now. I think he will come around eventually. You might think the Silent King does not deserve his support, but he's no fool. The threat is too hard to ignore. Is there anything interesting there? Was any... Excuse me. Was there anyone interesting there? I know you complained before going that there would be almost no one to speak to that would hold a good conversation. I did run into in the Infinite. Maybe not. It's very hard to tell with him. Really. What is he like? He made some comments about adding more things to his collection. Asked if I would mind lending some smiles. He has a sense of humor then. Enough, we've wasted far too much time speaking of nonsense. What has been transpiring in my absence? I'm sure you have been made aware of the recent conflicts in the area. The so-called Death Guard warbands were active in the area. We had to remove them from a few of our worlds before they made a mess of our slaves. They are particularly fond of spreading their foul diseases on human populated planets. Did we lose any worlds? No, just a few billion casualties across eight planets. That's acceptable. What's of the court? Zandarek is growing impatient. He feels as though his destroyers are not being put to full use and that they're being denied kills that are rightfully theirs. Have you been deploying them? Every chance I get. It still does not sate their bloodlust. They are nearly as bad as flayed ones. We are still consolidating power, though. Most of the fighting has been against Chaos Warbands and some small rebellions. Anything I should know before we enter? There wasn't interesting captive that Void Admiral Mecht captured while patrolling the outer systems. He brought him back just after you departed. in suspended animation until today so he could make a proper presentation. The Inquisitor gave us some useful information about him in his chapter. One of the planets they have sway over is of great interest. The Lord Astronomer detected some interesting readings from it the Grand Nemesisor said, handing Akhmats up a slate. He read it in silence as they approached the small door at the end of the hallway. He paused for a moment, finishing his perusal of the report. Oh, this is going to be fun, he said, his gleaming eyes illuminating his permanent grin.
0: Uh, did you want to wrap it up? Uh, yeah. <coughs> his permanent grin. He handed the slate back to Sandresh before pushing the double doors apart. He walked, with the grand nemesar behind him, into the great throne room. He ascended the small staircase behind his throne, an obsidian structure with glowing hieroglyphs. The murmur of conversation between the many members of the court died down as he sat upon the throne. One arm lying on the armrest, the other still holding his great war scythe. He regarded his court for a moment. Nearly the entire upper echelon of his dynasty was there. Six overlords were present besides Sandresh, over 25 lords from various tomb worlds or fleets, and well over 200 other nobles, cryptics, and advisors. The crowd filled a good majority of a large room, standing about 20 meters from the base of the half-pyramid-like platform that the throne sat atop. Sat atop. In front of the platform, flanking the crowd on the sides of the room, were the lich standing motionless like statues. With a small motion of his free hand, Akhmotep sin- signaled his royal vizar, Lord Bech, to begin proceedings. Pharaoh Akhmotep, smiling lord, the scourge of the North Stars, protector of the crown worlds, master of the 22 tombs, the annihilator victor of, me, of the battles of Kandash, slayer of the hive tyrant. Beck began listing Af- Akhmotep's many titles. The lord droned on for nearly an hour, listing every deed that Akhmotep had accomplished throughout his lengthy rule. He finally finished. He turned and bowed low to his overlord. The remainder of the court... Uh, the remainder of the court, with the exception of the li- Lichguard, did the same. Most taking a knee, there there they remained for several seconds before rising their heads and regaining their feet once again. Skanda- Skandash? How do you say this guy's name? S-
1: Sinkasa. S-
0: Sinkasha Sinkasha had moved to stand on Akmotep's right side. Unlike the others, she did not bow. Hers was a position position of dignity and power upon the pes- pedestal with the smiling lord everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich
1: but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah you get it every time and if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any
0: other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Cool. So that's where we're going to lead this story. Um, I got a couple thoughts. Uh, I really like the part just with, like, his crippled Barty and, like, he was talking about the Silent King and the Silent King's motivation. And just like how he's like, yeah, the silent King might think he, he damned our entire race, but like, man, I used to have to walk up this fucking hallway and I, it sucked. And like, <laughs> <you> now <laughs> um, yeah, no, nice he, he's like, he's the
1: only one in the Necron that enjoys it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it was a nice little bit where it just, and, and after reading a couple other stories with this guy, and you've even mentioned this hall before too, it just really kind of, solidified his view and stuff, and I really enjoyed that little bit. Um, the Destroyers, man, that made me giggle. In fact, there was a couple times that uh, you may be kind of dark humor giggle.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, the, the Destroyers end up becoming kind of a... They're not a huge part of the overall story, but they're definitely really big in part one. Uh, that comes up a little bit later in the whole... Pretty much part one is just all... It's what I kind of imagine Necron court life would sort of be like.
0: Yeah. 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 Just kind of, you know, meandering you go attend a meeting. It's a big waste of time. It's just accolades essentially, but you know, the real thing is what happens after the meeting when you're mixing and mingling with those people afterwards. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. There's some, some really interesting, uh, stuff that happens in, just in the whole, the whole court proceedings, um, kind of in the rest of the part, but, um, yeah, that's for everybody else to hear at a later date.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still debating how I want to release this 59 pages. I've know I've had this request before where people will ask me, read novellas for them and stuff. And, it's a lot. It's a huge commitment, even it's just like mm-hmm. whatever. Even as a listener, it's a huge commitment, you know. Um, but I think we want to share like you've proven that your 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 writing is enjoyable to listen to and it's very well crafted. So I think I'm ready to make that commitment, you know? <laughs> we'll get it out there.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely willing to. I, I'm actually still not finished after sixty-nine pages I've or fifty nine pages. Maybe mm-hmm. at sixty-nine I have to stop, but yeah. Just for the meme, but
0: Uh,
1: (laughs) um yeah i think i've got right now into part five and i think part six will be the last part that i do okay so it's very close to being done
0: yeah yeah it's very impressive to see you people write these fucking crazy things um have, have you ever entered any black library writing contests or anything I have not. I am
1: very seriously considering submitting this um, to see if I
0: can get this printed along with some yeah. of my other short stories. Cause yeah, no, it's too bad that I own the rights yeah. to all of this now though. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, no. Do you GW do, do about the cancel you so hard.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, well, very cool, man. I, I'm happy that people just find so many different ways to involve in, in Engage with their creativity with the forty k medium. um We'll we'll get this recorded somehow and get it out there to everyone to listen to, and yeah, thanks for doing it.
1: Absolutely. Did you have any other questions about uh what you did read?
0: Man, I don't know. I'm definitely curious to see more. I think maybe we should have read just a touch more. We almost even could if we wanted to. Just like I yeah, definitely, definitely there's intrigued. actually
1: some very uh, interesting parts that are uh, in the next probably two pages. Ooh, yeah, I'd say that's... like the next two and a half pages have some very interesting things happen.
0: Okay, okay. I, give me another teaser. You know, you <laughs> you whetted my whistle. Come on.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll read uh, like a couple more pages. Um, <clears throat> my fair on the first order of business the delegation from the planet of Visat-4, humbly demonstrating their fealty and reporting their contributions to the dynasty's glory," Becht said. Azino stepped out from the back of the crowd and approached the throne down the open center of the room. It waddled forward on numerous tentacles, its purplish flesh pulsating and undulating with the movement. It resembled a cross between a squid and a jellyfish, although it was obviously capable of surviving out of the water. It had numerous eyes set, above, set about its head, each one a black drop of obsidian against its flesh background. It had armored plates set about its body, painted white on the right side and blue on the left, the dynasty's colors. A small hieroglyph, a partial version of the dynasty's sigil, could be seen on what might be described as its chest area. As it reached a point about 10 meters from the base of the platform, the Lich Guard extended their pole arms from straight to a leaning position. The message was clear. That was close enough. The Zeno stopped and made a dipping motion, similar to a bow. Most honored pharaon Akmotep, I, Grand Zardar Klee Kleptep, present myself to you and once again pledge my undying loyalty along with my race, the Zeno said through a voice box attached to the front of its armor. Our forces have been hard at work constructing monuments to your great deeds and mining resources for the expansion of the dynasty. I rule over them as benevolently as you have, crushing all resistance and disloyalty that arises, it warbled out. The pharaoh regarded the creature for a few moments, studying its movements and pulsating frame for emotional indications. Who made you the ruler of your people? Did you acquire power through the grace of the Necron, he asked. The Zeno squirmed, intimidated and uncomfortable. You appointed me ruler by decree after you slaughtered my family when they refused to comply with your demands for surrender, it said sheepishly. Oh yes, I did. I remember your people now, Aquatemp mused rather easily conquered. I recall pointing to you randomly and telling the immortals to spare you as the next ruler while making an example of your family. The tentacles riled in discomfort at the Faron's the words. There were not pleasant memories. The disdain for its species was obvious in Aquatep's voice. This was an exercise in fear, authority, and power. All leaders of slaves in the dynasty were required to appear before the court and pledge their allegiance to the dynasty every five years. More rebellious species were required to do so yearly. Your allegiance is once again renewed. Ensure that your people continue to serve your merciful rulers. I do not de- tolerate dissent of any kind, Akhmotep said, waving away the delegation, bored by their declaration. Yes, my most glorious of Pharaons, and Zeno said, bowing again before backing away from the throne, its body still quivering with fear. Once the Zeno had departed, Beck read right off the next item on the agenda. Lord Sutek, to speak of the successful defense of the tomb world, Betaron Sigma. He is accompanied by a human soldier whom he is deemed worthy of award from the dynasty for actions in defense of the tomb world while fighting under the Necron banner. The Necron Lord approached followed by a human male. Sutek was a fine Lord, excellent tactician, but without enough power or influence to make much headway in the court. Akhwantep saw him as a valuable noble, but thought little of him as a Necron. His lack of skill in court maneuvering doomed him, always, doomed him to always stay as a frontline leader, but never a true ruler, ruler in the dynasty. A single tomb world governance was all he would get until he showed more promise in the court. Winning battles was a start, but he would need to, be, to do far more to stand out among the crowd of nobles that jockeyed for higher positions. He approached the throne, a staff of light clutched in his right hand. The golden hieroglyphs on his collar and upper chest glinted in the hazy light of the room's illumination. Behind him was a human clad in a dark green battle dress. He walked quickly, he walked quickly to keep up with the lord's long strides, Aquatep noticed the human kept his head bowed the entire time, refusing to look up at the throne before him. The two of them were allowed closer than the Zeno before them, stopping nearly at the base of the throne. Zutek bowed low at his waist, his torso coming parallel to the ground for several seconds before he lifted his gaze back up to Aquatep. My lord. "'I was successful in repelling the assaults "'of a space marine chapter against our fringe worlds "'in the Tauratus system. "'We have not only retained our foothold there, "'but have strengthened it. "'I have demonstrated the might of our great dynasty once again,' "'he said. "'It was not the most eloquent claim "'that lords had made to Aquentap in the past, "'but it was straightforward and without much pomp. Two things that Aquatep appreciated from his subordinates from time to time. Your service to the dynasty is recognized, Aquantep acknowledged. The Imperian soldiers can be tenacious in their invasions. I understand you made great use of our slave forces to repel them without sacrificing unnecessary Necron war material. That is correct, my lord, Sutek responded. I have brought along one of the slaves. His actions in the battle led directly to our victory, and his loyalty to the dynasty is commendable. I found him worthy enough to be rewarded for his service. He has served as an exemplary icon of what a slave should be, putting his life and well being on the line for the sake of the dynasty that he serves. Akwantep had instituted a policy of occasionally rewarding slaves for extraordinary behavior but it was usually reserved for the lower courts to handle themselves. It was really just a means of keeping the slaves in line. Aquintep had found long ago that positive reinforcement of behavior worked wonders with general attitudes towards towards the dynasties. However, he also made a point of demonstrating his power every once in a while. Destroying a planet or killing a few billion slaves worked wonders as well. It was all about knowing exactly what buttons to press at what time. This was the first time a slave had been brought before him to be rewarded, though. He studied the human for a few moments. He was shaking badly at this point from fear or the weight of being in his presence, Akhmetov could not tell. Still, the slave had refused to lift his eyes to view him. What is your name? The pharaoh asked. At the sound of his voice, he saw the human tremble harder. The human's jaw worked noiselessly for a few moments the weakness of its flesh apparent for all to see. These creatures were born for servitude if they were really this weak. Timothy, it finally sputtered out, barely able to control its own tongue. Timothy, Aquantep said, allowing the name to roll out of his mouth as sweetly as he could. You have served my dynasty well. Look upon your master and your god. The slave's body convulsed at the command. His breasts were coming in short bursts. I, I, I cannot, my Pharaoh. I am not worthy to look upon your glory, he croaked out. He was already smiling with a layer of smugness, seemed to settle over Akhmatep as he sat upon the throne. It is such understanding that makes you worthy, he said, standing up to his full height and spreading his arms. Now look at me, gaze upon my glory. Timothy made two attempts to get his body under control before he was able to raise his head to look at the smiling lord. Tears spilled from his red eyes as he looked upon him. His legs slowly failed him and he sank to his knees, unable to bear the weight of the eye contact. Akhmatep held his gaze for a few seconds before Timothy dissolved into a weeping mess on the floor. "'unable to look upon what he can serve "'to be the pinnacle of perfection in the universe. "'I understand,' "'Akmathep breathed through his voice processing. "'You cannot withstand the gravity "'of our perfection and our rule.' "'You now turn to the rest of the court. "'Let this human serve as an example "'of what true fealty looks like. "'He has dedicated his entire life to me in this dynasty.' And now he shall be rewarded for it.
0: I think I can leave off there. I I think you're muted, Mark. I can't hear you. Good call. Oh, so very (laughs) cool. (laughs) Very cool. You threw in those squiddy boys at the very beginning. I forget what they're called.
1: Uh, I actually just made them up. I, I think oh. they're very similar to. Okay. Race. Thyrus. I forget what it's called. Something
0: though. or, but okay. Just very similar concept. Something like that.
1: Yeah. Concept. Yeah. 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 I, I, I wasn't specifically modeling it after that, but. Yeah. I just kind of came up with what I could and is like.
0: Fuck <laughs> <Xeno. laughs> some weird gerbling Xenos. <laughs> yep uh very cool and then so you know we're just looking through your court you know we're going through some of the subjects that are coming in there's a little boy mm-hmm. i feel like one of these subjects are going to be a space marine captain or something that's the that's the we'll, we'll get there we'll get there that's the rub of it all is it not <laughs> yeah very cool man like i i really enjoy all the the dialogue that you put into the stories and stuff um it it's nice to see for sure yeah definitely um, yeah I don't know I'm I'm not sure what else to say about this I'm just excited to see where it goes I suppose absolutely
1: I'll have to sit down one evening and just kind of read through the whole thing once I've got it all finished up
0: yeah 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 and then I'll add it to my list of podcasts which I go through instantly so we'll get there and then I'm back chat and I'll be like my god you remember what <laughs> the I don't want to give spoilers, so I'm not going to say Til then. <laughs> till then. Till it's been out
1: for like a month, and you're
0: like, what about? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, thanks so much for writing that up, Jack. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, if you enjoy the content, and if you enjoy short stories, we get some good ones, we get some goofy ones. Uh, we get all types here at Lorehammer Listen to Lore. You can submit your own stories at lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. Um, support the show. Blah, blah, Patreon links in the description.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Get that that sweet, sweet dough up to us.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, Cool. Thanks everyone for listening. See you all in the next episode.
1: See you guys later.
0: Thanks for listening. If you would like to submit your story, you can email lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to check out our Patreon page and support the show at lorehammerlistenerlore. See you next episode.